Hey guys, I wanted to do a quick video chronicling an encounter I recently had with somebody who I believe is either a psychopath or a narcissistic abuser. And I think that you guys will understand why uh, in a minute here. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read part of my notes that I have from this. Um, I recently had a very bizarre and disturbing interaction with an individual who I believe is possibly a narcissistic abuser or a full-blown psychopath. I'm not going to name this, this person, this individual, because I think that they crave and desire attention. My interaction was limited as I cut off contact once this behavior began to manifest. I had seen this person on YouTube and I had watched a few of their videos um, and often they sort of hinted at or complained that no one will mention them or give them credit for their work. Not knowing much about this person's history and from the limited window into them that I have seen, I felt like I could understand that. Uh, and I assumed that this was like a legitimate concern. You know, I, I get like doing a lot, like doing work, working really hard and um, putting that work out there and having other people kind of like pick up on your work and not cite you, not give you credit. I've had publications who literally use my articles word for word without linking back to us, without giving me any credit for it. So, you know, this is something that like I could understand. And so when I saw some of the videos talking about this, I just assumed that this was like a legitimate concern. Now, just to go over some uh, definitions, narcissistic personality disorder or NPD is a long-term pattern of abnormal behavior characterized by exaggerated feelings of self-importance, an excessive need for admiration, and a lack of understanding of other people's feelings. There were several red flags that looking back now, I might have ignored or rationalized. This possibly stems from my childhood being close to a bipolar, manic, depressive, and narcissistic um, individual. And several people who were uh, had different, you know, issues, mental health issues. So to me, a lot of those things that would be like red flags for a normal person, it's just not shocking to me anymore. It's sort of like normalized. So I don't even like until I, unless I'm looking back on it, like I don't necessarily see it at the time. I just it seems like normal behavior. This person had been denigrating other content creators and accusing them of basically being limited hangouts or controlled opposition. Now, granted, there is a lot of that out there. I'm not saying that there isn't, but the videos themselves, they did this in almost a covert way, right? Like presenting this as if this person is doing everybody a favor by like calling these people out repeatedly and doing it in a very kind of nasty or derogatory way. 
Now, this person can appear at first at first glance as very charming, intelligent, fast speaking, confident, uh, but blunt right there. Just telling it like it is you think maybe at first glance. They also have a backstory that makes them appear as a persecuted freedom fighter who's been victimized by the state and others and has suffered and paid the ultimate price to get the truth out there. This person is frequently mentioned, uh, at, or this story, they, they bring up that backstory frequently as like a reminder of their street cred, but they also use it as like a bludgeon to attack others. Well, you haven't been through what I've been through, or you don't have the same story, or you didn't have the entire state come after you. You know, this and this is frequently brought up when I see people trying to defend this individual's abusive behavior. Well, don't you know that they have sacrificed, they have suffered, they have been victimized. It's like that does not give you the right to abuse other people. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. A lot of us have really hard, rough childhoods have backstories that are, you know, in a way kind of similar. And that does not give you the right to abuse other people. It simply doesn't. Now, this person initially was really complimentary to me, telling me I was intelligent and very professional and that they enjoyed like the conversation we had. And so I wasn't really considering like having more interaction beyond that. I often interview people and then I won't really talk the, to them again until, you know, I reach out again to have them maybe back on for another interview. Um, so that's, you know, how because I'm usually really busy, but the individual kept emailing me and asking me like, like personal questions um, and doing it in a way that was like, like pressing me in almost a sort of like interrogating way to answer questions that are to me like redundant because all of this information is like out there, you know, anyone who wants to know like subjects I've been covering, things I've been talking about, my thoughts on certain things, they can go back and look at my archives and they can see this for themselves. They can look at the website. They can read the articles I've written. So it's sort of like out there already. So I answered one question and this person felt that that was, wasn't a good enough like response or answer and immediately went off on me cursing at me, accusing me of being evasive or quote unquote suspicious. I explained to them that I'd answered this question three times already. And the individual seemed to go from like charming and polite to irate and hostile at the drop of a hat. They became extremely angry by one particular comment I made where I said, look, I don't actually know you. For all I know, you could be some intelligence asset you know, because I've experienced that kind of thing before. <clears throat> Horsey. So this was certainly not me calling them an intelligence asset. I was not saying like, oh, you're an operative. That's not how it was worded. I was literally saying, I don't really know you because that was a factual statement. That is true. Uh, for all I know, like you could be a serial killer. But this person took that like innocent comment, just like an off the cuff remark as a direct attack on them and flipped out and posted a video mentioning me, claiming that I accused them of being an asset, but that I was the suspicious one. 
Uh, then they began engaging in what I see as sort of cyber stalking and harassment. They posted a picture of me and included personally identifiable information about me while smearing me and citing the NBC hit piece that doxed me. Uh, and seem to make this all about their own reputation and credibility, of course. Um, they claim they're uh, looking to communicate with serious and professional people, but their behavior seems to betray that they themselves are not a very serious, sincere, or professional person. Now, I had not said one negative thing about this person publicly, and um, I had, uh, you know, they had asked me to do a certain thing to take something down. And I did that, you know, after they had praised it. So I responded to their defamatory post about me. And I simply explained my side of the story, which appeared to further enrage this individual. And because of this, I have blocked them. And I've just stopped responding because uh, it seems to me like any kind of response is just going to feed their narcissistic desire for attention, but also their persecution complex. You know, they'll people like this will go after you. They'll attack you. And the minute you say something back, they're like, see, I'm being persecuted. See, they're going after me. So here are just some observations. You know, we're dealing with someone who's very calculating, cunning, smart, exploitative, manipulative, malevolent, and dangerous. They don't really care about the consequences of their actions and have extraordinarily little empathy. They break the rules or lack proper ethics. There's potential law-breaking here uh, in deceitfulness. It's a possible like antisocial personality disorder. And they appear to be wearing like a mask, a mask that they show to the public in their videos. But behind the scenes, they appear to be like almost a different person. They lash out at people, possibly would be somebody that would have like road rage and maybe like poor impulse control. I think there's a sense of grandiosity, almost a God complex um, bullying, stalking, harassment, veering back and forth between being very charming and complimentary to being extremely aggressive, hostile, harassing, belittling, and engaging in what I think is projection of their own shortcomings and issues onto others. They use guilt and shame to try to get people to do what they want. They appear to feed off of being persecuted. They will aggressively attack and go after people and then play the victim. These people tried to use me. These people tried to associate me with whatever, you know. They're always like the victim, even if they're attacking people. They appear to be their own worst enemy, uh, burning many bridges in their toxic, self-destructive behaviors. Now, I think that when you ignore these kinds of people, it wounds their ego they're hoping you will continue to engage with them try to explain yourself as the after they just gaslit you and misrepresented things that you said that's why they would make a public post like that misrepresenting things in the hopes that like i'm going to go try to explain myself and then they're going to look for ways that they can try to, you know, say that I'm lying or being deceptive or whatever it is. They, they want a response. They seem to make everything about themselves. They're very concerned with their reputation and with appearances. If you threaten their self sense of self, 
uh, they become furious and enraged. They will sometimes literally seek to destroy you, you know, because to them, you're like, you know, you threaten to expose who they really are. They desire control, power, and want to be the leader. They can be very confident and charismatic because of their delusions of grandeur. Um, you know, they, well, they have, uh, they make grandiose statements and they feel that they deserve a certain status, right? Which comes from their sense of entitlement. They feel entitled to put others down, to call everyone else stupid, effing idiots, um, you know, they think that they know it all or have it all figured out, that they have the ultimate truth, and they actually feel like they have ownership over a particular area of research. If they see somebody else talking about this one uh, area of research, they basically say, well, they're getting that from me and not crediting me with that. It's not possibly that this person could have come to this idea organically on their own without seeing your work and taking it from you. That's like the arrogance that we're talking about here. They can manipulate you until they get what they want, at which point they begin the process of devaluation and then discard you. They swear at you a lot and use excessively vulgar or crass language. They can be verbally aggressive and confrontational, going into expletive-laced tirades against you and others who they feel have slighted or offended them in private conversations when they can no longer maintain the facade and the mask drops. They will argue with you and attempt to bully you or pick fights. They're in and out of relationships frequently. And these don't have to be romantic ones. I'm talking about more professional relationships or collaborative relationships. In the beginning of a relationship, they turn on the charm. They'll make you feel special, right? Oh, you know, here's this great, smart person, this expert who's reaching out to me. I, I must be special. But after a couple months of this, maybe even a couple of weeks, they'll begin the de to devalue you. They begin devaluing and begin to, you begin to see their argumentative tendencies, their prevailing need for control, the exploitation, and the overall shallowness of the relationship itself. That this person was never really trying to work with you because of like you. They're doing it for themselves. It's all about themselves, their own ego, making themselves look better. And so you, you understand these are very shallow relationships. The minute you speak out of turn, say something this individual doesn't like, or do something they think is stupid, they will not only discard you, but then they're going to smear you. And sometimes for an entire year after the fact, often they don't respect boundaries. They might secretly record conversations. They might secretly record your phone calls um, and your emails. They might stalk you and begin compiling a dossier on you, which they might use preemptively if they feel like you threaten to expose them. They care a lot about their appearance. They often change the subject when emotions come up. Sometimes their eyes glaze over and they become distant when you're talking, especially if you're talking about your own feelings or experiences. Anytime the conversation veers off of them and we're talking about someone else, they're, they're not interested in that. They're only interested in themselves and things that are about them. 
they try to play mind games with you. They can be very stubborn and dogmatic. A covert narcissism is one of the most extreme and damaging forms of narcissism that you can encounter. Uh, the thing that sets these narcissists apart is their highly defensive nature and being emotionally vulnerable, seemingly without any exterior trace of planning and plotting in which they engage. Unlike other forms, the covert narcissist is like a stealth bomb. They come without warning and destroy everything in their wake. And that ability to appear emotionally vulnerable, this is what makes them at first appear genuine or normal. And, you know, in a way, they get sympathy. They love to get sympathy from others. And so, you know, in, in that way, you can make the mistake of thinking that this is a normal person. Maybe they hide the, the um, narcissism uh, well and unless you have personally been on the receiving end of it, you might not recognize it and others might not recognize it either. And they might think, oh, that's just how he is. Oh, he's just been through a lot. There's never an excuse for abusing people. It's never acceptable. It's never okay. There's never an excuse or a reason to cyber stalk and harass somebody. It's never okay to engage in things like doxing or encouraging people to attack others. That kind of behavior is never okay. And it doesn't matter what somebody's street cred is. Um, you know, I think that that simply shows you exactly the kind of person they are. And so um, that was my... <laughs> That's my feelings on this. And there's just a couple other things I want to talk about because um, there's an article on covert narcissism. It's called um, 25 Signs of Covert Narcissism, a Special Kind of Mind Game. Now, this is particularly talking about in uh, romantic relationships, right? Um, however, there's other forms of this, right? So they say a narcissist is someone who can take a toll on your sensibilities and your self-esteem, but a covert one can take a toll on your sanity too. Many characteristics that are specific to covert narcissism are harder to spot. You know, to maintain your self-esteem and your sanity, look for these signs that you're in a relationship with someone who's keeping narcissism under wraps. And it, again, it, this can, does not have to be a romantic relationship. It can be a work relationship, somebody that you work with. This can be a friendship. This can be a member of your family. They are overly critical because they have so many insecurities of their own. They have a tendency to be overly critical of everybody else around them. Everyone else is a fucking idiot, but not them, right? Projecting their own weaknesses onto those in their path. They can leave you to feel stupid, unwanted, or insignificant. Um, although charming, you only see it when they want something from you. They can be very charismatic when they want to be, but they turn on the charm only when they want something from you or the people around you. Like a switch, they can turn it on and off, but it's always to get something from the person they're schmoozing. No matter what happens, you will always be made to feel at fault. 
as upset you are with them, if you confront them or get into an argument with them, they manipulate the situation with such mastery that you end up feeling at fault or apologizing. A covert narcissist knows exactly how to spin something to make you feel like everything you were thinking is wrong, even when your own common sense and logic is telling you otherwise. This tactic can be so mind manipulating that you start to feel like you're going insane. They're like experts in gaslighting. They leave you feeling empty in a relationship with them. No matter how long you're with them, you can feel alone and lonely. Regardless of the time you are together, the experiences you share with them and the closeness you crave, it always feels as if something is missing or isn't quite right. They don't care if they have to lie, steal, or cheat to get what they want. A narcissist sees everyone in relation to what they can do for them. It's not like, oh, you know, I can do something nice for somebody just to do something nice for them. They will never think that way. Not really caring about anyone but themselves. Everyone and everything is merely a tool to get what they want in life. They are not above lying, cheating, or stealing in order to make themselves feel better, more powerful, more admired, more wealthy. They're stubborn and dogmatic and will only concede if it gets them something they want. Getting an apology from a covert narcissist can only be accomplished if they want something for you or if it's part of their end game. You can argue with them till you're blue in the face, but you'll never get an admission of guilt or an, any kind of apology or accepting responsibility or, or being accountable for anything. And they don't mean that they're sorry. They mean that they stand to gain something from the concession that they're making, not that they actually believe that they are wrong or ever did anything wrong. There's something empty and uncaring about them that you can't put your finger on. There's no way to really figure them out. It's as if there's a protective layer around them that you cannot penetrate. Things never seem to go quite right and they're never, they never seem to be real when you're dealing with a covert narcissist. They lack empathy. It makes no difference if it's you or someone in a third world nation who is starving to death. They have no real ability to empathize. So they never really feel sorry for anyone. They tend to view people as simply extensions of themselves and what they can get or gain from others. They don't really see people as individuals with their own needs. They want the good things in life and are envious if anyone else has them. A narcissist rarely wants what they already have. They are constantly in the market for what everyone else has that they deem important or worthy. They could be the richest person in the world and still be envious of others for something more than what they have. You know, I think about this individual and making these videos going after other content creators, and I often see that the issue that they have with these people, don't. it doesn't seem to be like really legitimate, like, oh, they're not covering a certain thing that they should be covering. It seems to be more that they're getting recognition. People are talking about them. They're getting invited onto Joe Rogan's show or whatever it is. This just seems like shallow, doesn't it? 
their emotional intelligence is very low. Like talking to a brick wall, they just don't seem to get what you're saying. Not being able to feel empathy, they're very low on emotional intelligence, which makes it difficult to talk to them on a deeper level. They have an inability to feel remorseful for what they do. Always blaming others. Covert narcissists have an inability to feel sorry for what they've done. It's always everybody else. Everyone's out to get them. Everyone has harmed them. It's always everybody else. They will play the victim and often and very well. A covert narcissist will make you feel sorry for them, no matter what the truth of the matter actually is. Everything is somebody else's fault, and they're always merely an innocent bystander, and these things just happen to them. They will blame everyone for their mistakes and misfortune. They seemingly have no control over anything they do or anything that is done to them. All of their misfortune is someone else's fault because they bear no responsibility for their actions. No matter what you do, you can't get close to them because of their low emotional intelligence you just can't get close to them. Whatever they're feeling, they will project it onto you. They're experts at projecting any negative feelings they have onto the people around them. Make it, by making you feel bad, it makes them feel better. Only one person exists in their universe, and it's them. <laughs> highly selfish they appear to be the only one in their universe the only time they care about something that has to do with you is when it really has to do with them they're highly sensitive and overreactive to criticism of any type ding ding you make an off-the-cuff comment about you know you could be in an intelligence asset and oh my the overreaction the sensitivity so this was not even a criticism in, in my case of this particular person I'm talking about. I literally was saying, you know, you could be anybody, right? Like, I don't know you. And they took that as me criticizing them because they're so overly sensitive and they will overreact. Their anger is quick, always needing praise and admiration. If you challenge them or they feel like you're challenging them, they will attack to regain their dominance. They will engage in high-risk high activities to get attention. Attention is the goal at any cost. If they have to do something dangerous or engage in risky behavior, the result is always greater than the danger of the act. There's nothing they won't do to get the attention they crave, including, you know, insane displays of bizarre behavior, public displays, you know, accosting people in public on camera um, just to, to get that attention. They see people as objects to get what they want. Incapable of forming bonds with people, they see those in their lives as tools that they can use to get what they want and need. They usually target those weaker than them. A covert narcissist will target anyone they think that they can manipulate, whether they are strong or weak, but weakness is easier to dominate. So they very often choose highly sensitive or insecure or vulnerable people to go after. Although not empathetic, they know what you need and play it against you. One of their biggest strengths is knowing what someone needs and holding that over them to get what they want. 
They're very jealous of others whom they admire. We're all jealous at times of successful people in our lives, but the covert narcissist is consumed by envy and jealousy. Not being able to see what they have, they're always searching to get something more. They will make you look bad to make themselves feel and look better. Working behind the scenes, a covert narcissist will often talk badly about the person that they are closest to, having to paint themselves as the martyr. The only way they can make themselves look good is by making everyone else look bad, and that makes them the victor. Passive aggression is their choice of weapon. If you feel like you're going insane, you're probably around a covert narcissist. They will plant seeds and let them grow. They'll make tiny suggestions about who you are, the things that you've done, and then they'll leave it to fester until people come to their own conclusions that they have steered them to. They need constant attention. The covert narcissist is not happy unless all eyes are on them. That makes those in a relationship with them feel as they're only an accessory that will charm everyone in their path and ignore those who are closest to them, knowing that they've already gotten the attention they need from them already. Like a Trojan horse, you don't see them coming. They will take everything that they can get from you and leave you an empty shell. Highly destructive to your self-esteem, if you are with one, you should find your way out while you can still leave intact mentally. And so I think that this is, um, you know, while you can't like broad brush people, I think that this can be related to a lot of the things that I experienced with this particular individual and going back and looking more into their history and the behaviors, the things that they've kind of done to other people who have reached out to them, trying to collaborate with them or whatever, they seem to do the same things to these people. And so I just thought that that was sort of interesting. Um, you know, if you have ever had a, an experience with a person like that and you're kind of left thinking, what was that about? Um, you could be dealing very, it's highly likely you could be dealing with a psychopath, a sociopath, or a covert narcissist. And so, um, you know, if, if you've encountered one of these people and um, you've, you know, you've been manipulated by them or taken advantage by them, um, there is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If you don't have the proper mental defenses, if you're not aware of this stuff, there's no way that you would be able to uh, see that coming. You know, there, you're, you're simply operating at a different level because if you're a normal person and you have empathy, uh, and things like that, these people don't. They are like predators, you know. They're not, they don't think that the same way that you think. Um, and I think that that's really important for people to understand that there are people out there who are like predators, who do not have empathy, who do not care about others, who, in fact, in some cases, it gets sadistic pleasure from hurting others. And so it's like people can't wrap their brains around the fact that other human beings could be like this, but they can and they are. And that's something that I think we, we really need to understand as a society. And this relates to a lot of the topics I think that we cover because, you know, when we talk about like government corruption, people often say, well, there's no way 
the government could do something like that. No, just because you wouldn't do something like that doesn't mean the kinds of people who are attracted to being politicians doesn't mean that they can't. They can and they will. Oftentimes, it's these narcissistic and sociopathic and psychopathic people who are drawn to uh, things like being a politician because they crave that control and power and dominate domination of other people of others there's an entire uh, field of study on this called ponderology and that i i really recommend you going and reading that if you don't know what ponderology is the idea that psychopaths are drawn into positions of power in the corporate world and in government and then they appoint other psychopaths and then you get clusters of psychopaths at the top of these organizations, it really makes a lot of sense because a psychopath can recognize another psychopath and they would they want to surround themselves with other people that are like them because it helps them maintain control. There's less risk that a normal person is going to recognize things and out them or expose them. If you are surrounded by other predators, other criminals, and other psychopaths, they're sort of like that um, that uh, trust among predators, right? It's like if you know this person's a criminal and you're also a criminal, you can kind of come to an agreement that we're not going to expose each other because, you know, both of us have something to lose here from that situation. And so I just think that it's interesting. I think that, you know, we need to look a lot more at these personality disorders, these mental health issues that I think underlie some of the things that we look into, like human trafficking, government corruption, a lot of that stuff is rooted in these very um, personality disorders, if you will. So that's my thoughts on that. I'm not going to name who this individual is. I'm sure some of y'all could figure it out if you wanted to. Uh, do not, if you do figure out who it is, don't harass them. Don't, you know, give it any attention. Don't even name them because that's exactly what they crave. Um, but I just wanted that story to kind of be out there as a, a warning for others. You know, sometimes when you try to help people, uh, you end up getting hurt. You know, not everybody is is like the way that you are. So uh, that's my thoughts on that.